I feel like that Kevin Hart skit when he's talking about his dad and he came to this school every time I start the podcast. But I need to find a way. I, I should make that the intro. I should make that the intro. But all right, all right, all right. This is episode 10 of Rolling with the Barons. Uh, I am head coach of the Brooklyn Barons, uh, Rolling Woods. All right. Uh, we are a part of the Relocation Football League. You can find us at www.relocationfootballleague.com. All right. That will link you to all of the socials. Uh, the biggest ones that I can tell you is number one, go to YouTube, uh, follow Relocation Football League on YouTube. That is where you will find all of our games, all right, all of our podcasts that will keep you up to date with our team information, all right, things like that, all right. You can also find the league at uh, RFL underscore Sim underscore League on Twitter, all right, and you can look up uh, Relocation Football League on Instagram as well. I think it's Relocation underscore Football underscore League, all right. As far as the Brooklyn Barons, uh, you can find us. On Twitter and on IG, all right, at Brooklyn Barons RFL. Well, I'm sorry, my bad. You can find us at on Twitter and IG at Barons RFL. Let me say that again. At Barons RFL, okay? All right, so on this episode, we'll be discussing a few things. Uh, I know this episode is quite late. This episode is quite late. Uh, I've tried on several different occasions to try to multitask while recording this uh, episode, but things just haven't worked out in the way that I needed them to work out. Uh, I was at work. Uh, one, snow. Snow has played a part. Uh, whenever we can update technology and make this more of a video podcast, I could probably show you those kind of things. But uh, one thing now, snow has been uh, kind of messing up the scheduling because of uh, how it changes transportation and the time you need and things you can accomplish and stuff like that. Uh, two, I've tried to record this, like, as I was multitasking a few times and just different things, whether it be, like, I'm outside and it's just, like, yesterday I tried to record this and it was just construction. It's like, what are you building right now? In the in the midst of snow, in the midst of the snow, what do you have to build right now where I can't just come out here and record? And it's just like, no matter where I went, it was just... An excess of background noise, and I didn't want that annoyance throughout the podcast. I know this is already usually a lengthy thing, maybe at least 45 minutes. This one will probably go around the same time, even without this intro, because I have a few things to say. But just putting things in the best situation. But it kind of worked out good for us this week, because we... Don't have a game this week. We get a uh, NFL auto win, so we will be three and zero. Sitting on top of the NRC North, uh, and then the following week will be a bye week. So when we go into our game week five against the Diablos, we will be sitting at three and zero. Uh, probably still on top of the division just because of the fact that, one, we don't have a loss and we are not in a position to where we can get one. And the other teams in the division have already taken losses and have already won. Oh, man, have already played or whatever. So just percentage-wise, we should be on top. All right. And then, two, uh, I feel like things are going to be shaken up now with the injury. And uh, Columbus, uh don't get me wrong, I do still expect Bill to find a way to get things accomplished. But just with the competition of uh, the teams that they play on their schedule, not saying that any team is in competition, but, like, no, they're going in facing teams like the Gunners and the Wizards. And I think they face us as well, and I feel like I'm one of those teams. Uh, I feel like it would be harder for them to be – to stay amongst the top of their division. Now, I'm not saying that they won't make the playoffs because it's not like World isn't coming back, and it's not like I don't feel that uh, Bill is the caliber of coach who can keep that team consistent and winning. Uh, because honestly, they have not been playing to their identity at the moment, which is kind of 
crazy because they've still been managing to get things done. Like, for one, their defense has kind of been out of sync is what I'll go with right now. They've been giving up a lot of yards, a lot of points. Now, what you would expect of the defense like the Explorers, and then number two, uh, their offense has been moving differently. Like, I know, like, they usually go with the same kind of uh, – What's the word I want to use? They usually go with the same kind of, I'll say, sequence and how they attack the season as far as the uh, playbooks and schemes and which they choose to go with at those times. You feel me? But it's just, uh, I don't know, just the way the team attacked. Like, I, you could say on the war route injury, him being injured on the option, it's just like the Explorers not being known as an option team. It's like things like that. It's just like this is not – this team hasn't really been the explorers that I've expected to see anyway. So I'm not really like the later in the season explorers or the explorers that I, I really expect to see. So I haven't really been taking things too. I haven't really been taking things too seriously. But then at the same time, it's like with the switch to uh, the next generation of. Well, Madden for now is where we'll start. With the switch to the next generation of Madden from 20 to 21, it's like. Can you really make those same kind of decisions? Like I know a lot of the higher ranking coaches usually use their main books later to give the coaches less of an idea of what to do against them going into the later parts of the season. But uh, in those situations, like if that book that you used to go with in the beginning that you feel like you can still get it done, kind of a test book. Like, you can still get it done. Like, if that book puts you in a situation that could mess up to where your later half of the season doesn't matter, then it's kind of like, and I don't know. But I see a lot of coaches do that. It's also something I thought about doing this year. Uh, I still I still may do it. Like, I like the books that we're rolling with now, being Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Uh, we do have the option to add more books. That's also something I'll talk about uh, later in this podcast and probably on the next podcast coming up. All right. Uh, but to get back to the main point, I feel like we should remain on top of this division is ours to lose at the moment. Like we have the opportunity to put ourselves in a very, uh, we have a opportunity to put ourselves in a position to clinch a playoff spot pretty early just because of how things have wrapped up in our division. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't I do not feel like the Thunderbirds or the Explorers in this case uh are any less likely to make the playoffs. I just feel like our fight on this road has become a lot easier. All right, and I think that's a double edged sword, but I think uh our edge on our side is a lot duller than the edge on the other side. But we'll see. Uh, we will see. So, we're going to start this with, uh, the game review for the Tigers. Uh, this is, uh, this was supposed to come out on Tuesday, but because it didn't come out on Tuesday, it allowed me to get more things that I can really add to this podcast for the quality, uh, or what it would be. Now, over these next couple of weeks, because we do not have an official game, I cannot really guarantee you that the next podcast will come out on Tuesday either. Uh, I've really been thinking about kind of holding the podcast off into after the the RFL podcast, just so I can review what they say as well in response to my game review. But at the same time, uh, we'll look at the scheduling. We'll look at the scheduling because then if I have a Thursday night game, I don't want to be talking about what I'm going into doing on the Thursday night game on Friday. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe we can make, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we can make Thursday morning the day that we drop the podcast just so I have that review of what uh, Mix Bill and Smitty said as well. Because uh, I don't always agree with the things they said, uh, which I'm going to talk about a little bit on this. All right, but uh, we'll see. All right, so I, I'm, I'm at 9.33 already. So let me get to the basis of what uh, this podcast is supposed to be about. So uh, first, uh, in our last contest, week two, because week three has already started, uh, congrats to the teams that won this week. Uh, the Desperado CPU, they shouldn't have won, but whatever. 
And then uh, the Black Knights as well, pulling off the win. Sorry, Jacob. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a closer game in the first half, but things kind of really kicked in in the later half. All right. Uh, but in our previous match, we faced off with the Tigers. Uh, again, the Chicago Tigers. Uh, we came out victorious. The final score was 17-10. to 10. Uh, Rain game, sloppy game. Uh, I don't want to blame the rain for why things were sloppy. Uh, I know... I know what happens in the rain game. Uh, our last game was a rain game, and our approach in that game was really affected by the rain. Uh, luckily, our approach in this game wasn't as affected by the rain, but I did see where the rain uh, had an effect. All right. Uh, so, now, I'm going to start different than most of the podcasts that I see and listen to. All right. I'm going to start with the questions that I got from the press conference. All right. I, I know a lot of people hold on to the end to really answer those, but I know those guys really want those answers earlier, all right? And then we can get my review after that. And a lot of those questions may lead into my review of the team, all right? So first, we're going to start with our first question. We got that uh, from my guy, Mitchie, all right? Uh, his question was, uh, thoughts on my defense's performance, all right? So I will say that I was very, 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 very excited about the way my defense played, but I also had gripes, all right? I also had gripes. Now, look at this stat sheet. Uh, one of the things that uh, – shout out to Mix. Shout out to your boy Mix. One of the uh, things that Mix happened to mention where Bill was hating. Uh, shout out to Bill. Bill was hating. All right, our defense was able to collect eight sacks in that game, all right? But I really, really feel like we could have got 16 to 20 sacks. Like, we got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of pressure on that Tigers defense. And uh, we were able to do it with minimal rush. Like, our goal going into that game was to stack the box, of course. Like, stack the box, of course, because, you know, uh, Madden is uh, X-Factor running back in this league. Uh, he is a very, very, very crucial player on that Tigers offense, and he's somebody that you really don't want to let get going because if you let him get going and you get and get loose and you forget that he's the caliber player that he is along with the receivers and especially that tight end duo that they have, the Tigers can really put some points up on you, and that's something that you saw uh, – when they face their explorers, like their, their explorers defense was not playing at the caliber of which you expect the explorers defense to play. I like, I know people want to give the credit to maybe the Tigers just had the game. No, the Tigers are not a team. If you sleep on the Tigers, they're going to eat you up. But if you come out here and you play the Tigers, like they're the Tigers, like you're not really going to have nothing to, to worry about. Like, come out here playing for the Tigers as a team, as a real team, and not just somebody you're going to get the auto win on. And things should go good for you. All right? Uh, they're a team that, uh, when you look at it, we felt like pressure was a way that we we knew that we had to get in the backfield. All right? And we wanted to switch up the look from our previous look. Our previous game, we when we were coming out, we're outside. We got a lot of pressure on them. And we were, we were able to the, hold them to, I want to say we held them to a touchdown. At the end of that game, they might have got 10, but I want to say we had them do the touchdown. It is what it is. I don't care. All right. And we were doing that with our backup. So when we came out with this game, we didn't want to really apply that heavy pressure because we came with that last year. I mean, with last the last game. But we still wanted to still disguise our looks and let you know that when we did want to bring pressure, because it's not that we were never going to bring it, we just weren't going to bring it as frequently. When we did want to bring pressure, like, you weren't going to know where it was coming from, and I think that's very key in the production and our defense, all right? Now, looking at that, we were able to hold the Tigers' offense. After that first drive, after that first drive, the Tigers, there was no, there was no more points. There's no more points. All right? Like, I know they got a little field goal or whatever, but I feel like even that was just off of missed opportunity by us. But at the end of the day, we held them to seven. I know it's just the Tigers. People want to say it's just the Tigers. But I want to see everybody else play the Tigers. And I want to see everybody else play us, too. But I want to see everybody else play the Tigers. The Tigers are going into more games this week, playing more, or uh, going down the line into more games, going to be facing more RFL teams. I want to see how everybody else is, holds up against the Tigers. Because I know there's been a lot of hoopla and a lot of 
talk about how uh, defenses are holding up and how sliders may be affecting things. But here in Brooklyn, we're not having none of these problems. We're not seeing none of these problems. I don't know. I don't know. So it's like something that I will be talking about on our podcast, uh, our, our next week's podcast. But it's just like just me seeing the production of my team. And I know they're saying, like, we're only playing these kind of teams. Like, I want to see us play other teams, too. Because I really, really feel like this isn't a fluke. And it's not just because it's the Tigers and that's what everybody wants to make it. But I know you got to show and prove. So when we're going into the Diablos game, we're going into it with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. All right? But my, I feel like my defense has continued to be productive throughout whatever disadvantages people have been feeling they've been feeling. Now, my offense is another thing. And we'll talk about that later on in the pot. All right, well, I feel like my defense has continued to be productive, but I would definitely love to see him against a different caliber of team and see if that remains to hold up. But I've been seeing a lot of the stout, highly touted, tooted, whatever the word is, uh, defenses getting ate up. Getting ate up by teams they shouldn't be getting ate up by. Like, we just saw, like, no, no, I don't know how everybody else may rank the Lancers, but the Lancers are supposedly one of the best run defenses in the league. They wasn't yesterday. It's that the sliders, you hear me? I don't know. Is that the sliders? Is that the coaching? Like everybody when it when it was me, it was the coaching. Like, is it the sliders now? Like I say maybe you can't do the things you could do before. Like I learned just from me practicing, me doing what I did. I learned like you, you might have to cut some some of the schemes that I could do before flawlessly, offense and defense. Some of those things that I could do before, I can't do now, and I had to adjust to that. Maybe some of the other coaches just haven't adjusted that, but we'll see how it goes. Especially with uh, the transfer, as everybody knows, we're transferring to the next gen, and that's something that I think I'm gonna make a whole podcast about. That's what I think our bye week podcast will be about. Uh, my thoughts on the. Uh, on the transformation to the next gen. All right. But before I start even rambling off, because I'm in my emotions about, uh, all this other BS that don't really matter right now. Uh, my defense performance, uh, my man, Mitchie, my defense, uh, defensive promote, uh, performance. I was happy about the pressure that we got. I was not really too happy about our run defense. I feel like we gave Madden too many yards even if we still remain to be like one of the higher ranking defenses, I still feel like we gave him too many yards. So we're trying to set that as a standard. I think he got 96 yards. We're trying. We're not trying to let nobody else get more yards than that. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Like, I don't like that. Like, that really bothers me. All right, but uh, we're gonna go down a list of our defensive players and the things that I liked. All right, uh, I'm I'm gonna jump around a little bit because stats aren't always. Now, I'm going to go in order just to keep it organized. All right, so we're going to start with uh, most tackles. We have uh, Sean, Sean Dada. All right, I'm still calling him Dada. I don't know if it's Dada or not. We still never got to answer that. But for right now, he's Sean Dada, and that's what we're going with. All right, so Sean Dada, I have 14 tackles, one tackle for loss. All right. I also saw a few situations with Sean Dada that he really got some good pressure. And uh, if it wasn't for, like, a block that kind of saved him last minute, uh, last uh, like a diving block or something like that, one play uh, the quarterback just happened to throw it away like Sean Dada was really good at getting pressure from that uh slot position uh, and going forward that's somewhere that we're really really trying to think about over the next couple of weeks if that's somewhere that we're going to uh, see him some things are going to kind of hold back our uh some things are going to kind of hold back our judgment on that just because we can't really be as hands-on as we would like to be with the transition which is something we'll get to uh later but uh, Sean Dada is somebody that we're really invested in, uh, really invested in. He's somebody that I, I'm I'm, pre- I'm probably going to take under my wing for this year. Uh, last year, I took uh, JC under my wing, Juan Crosby, uh, who is somebody we'll also talk about later. Uh, but I think this year I'm going to take uh, Sean, da- Sean Dada under my wing. Uh, under my wing, saying he'll be my uh, Patreon player. Uh, and I think we're going to build him up to see uh, what he can be. Now, it's been a toss-up between him and uh, Vernon Atkinson. I'm definitely going to take somewhere in the cornerback room and really invest in him, uh, take some time and build them. But it's just like having those two young guys, Dada being 23, I think Atkinson is 21. Uh, and he has the extra development, which is something that uh, we really want to – if we can get him to – that's the thing. If we can get him to where his ability is open, it will be key. But if we're not going to use him yet – 
we can kind of wait. He's I might be able to jump on him next year. Let him develop this year. Learn, get his get his get his mind right. Get his mind right. Learn learn the playbooks and things like that. Uh, build him as we go along with the scheme, and then from there see how he jumps. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Right. Right now it's looking like Dada, and Dada had a, a good performance for us. Uh, he had a lot of solo tackles. I know usually with corners is uh, a tackle assist. Uh, and then it leads up to the higher numbers. But he had a lot of solo tackles playing in uh, the slot position. Uh, we've been playing him there instead of McNary right now just because uh, we've been happening to go more zone-based as of uh, late. Now, if we keep that consistent, we'll see. Uh, we've, uh, we've also talked about moving uh, that to the outside to where Harms is and uh, then letting uh, McNary slide in and then bringing Harms off the bench. But uh, we'll see how things go. We'll see how things go. Uh, tackle for loss in the run game, always good to see your corners uh, making those moves down in the box. One thing about uh, Dada, he has a lot of uh, safety-type attributes that makes us feel more comfortable with him in the slot. And it's one of the reasons why I really, really wanted to play him there and keep Harms on the outside. But we'll just see how... Uh, We'll see how development goes, man. We'll see how development goes right now in the way that we're playing. He's been doing very well. All right. Next, we're going to go to uh, uh, $200 million man, uh, 211. But uh, my man, Ethan King, he comes out with uh, 13 tackles and one tackle for loss and uh, a pass deflection. Uh, I think he had a very, very solid game. I think he did a good job of uh, keeping – there were – there weren't too many first downs after the first drive for the Tigers, and I think uh, Ethan King did a good job uh, in that underneath middle, uh, keeping things uh, regulated, really. And I would have liked to see him have more of a splash in his debut as far as maybe getting the pick. But just for how he played and what we expected of him and in, in, in the road that we want to see for him and his development, I think he had an outstanding game. I think he had an outstanding game. All right, and then... Uh, so from there next we're gonna move to uh Juan Crosby. Alright, Juan Crosby was really uh the savior of the game. Uh to put it lightly, the savior of the game. Rain game, messy game, uh great, 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 great read on that interception. The way he jumped that route, the way he jumped that route was amazing. And just from just from that from rewatching the game after the decision to move the PS5 has been made, it's just if we're getting those kind of reactions and those kind of reads on this gameplay, on the PS4 gameplay, and the PS5 gameplay is supposed to be even better. Like, I really can't see, I really can't wait to see certain players perform. All right, but uh, sticking to this game, Juan Crosby, uh, eight tackles, one uh, tackle for loss, one pass deflection, and the obvious pick stick that uh, sealed the game for us. Uh, Continues to play like a captain. Uh, many, many big plays. Uh, we watch as a staff more than just the plays that are made and that are accounted for in the stat sheet. Just watching him in general in coverage, keeping certain guys. Uh, just the way he handled things in coverage, keeping guys uh, strapped up, really. When we needed him to, uh, and then making the tackles uh, we needed him to make, not giving up too much yard, uh, uh, rack yards, like, Juan Crosby is the guy that we really, really appreciate on this defense. All right. So from this part, we're going to move uh, more to the pass for a shout out again to Mitchie for uh, giving me these stats. You feel me? Uh, linking back, jumping back to our Discord messages because I was at work when uh, the game actually. When things happened, I was at work. Mitchie was able to give me the stats. Uh, so it was good. It was good. So moving on to uh, pass rush. Uh, first, we're going to start with uh, Kit Morrison. Uh, Kit Morrison was able to get in the backfield a lot, uh, put a lot of pressure on that left tackle. Now, uh, a few of these uh, sacks for our defense were covered sacks, but in order for covered sacks to happen, you have to be strapping. So uh, that's no disrespect to our pass rush. They still got there because a lot of these sacks were with uh, – less than or five or less man uh rush 
All right. I know that's still quote unquote a blitz, but for the way that we can come and how we usually do it for us to rarely be, there was a lot of three man, a lot of four man blitz, uh, rushes where we still happen to get back there in the backfield. And Kent Morrison was very effective on those. And I hope he continues to be effective on those. It's great to see him getting out early and those uh, tackles for loss from last year being turned into sacks. All right. And uh, he was also able to force a fumble, even though we weren't able to recover it. Uh, uh, I know Mitchy likes to call him a strip guy. This was more of a strip fumble than more of a hip fumble like we're usually used to with Kit. Uh, at least in at least in Brooklyn in our locker room, how we used to see a kid, we used to see him more hip fumbles. This was more of a strip fumble, but we gotta capitalize on getting those. I feel like we had the same problem in our first game with the uh, Tigers that we have to capitalize on getting these turnovers. We're creating these turnovers. We have to capitalize on getting these turnovers. It kind of makes you frustrated. All right. Uh, Moving on from there, uh, to me, this next guy, I know Juan Cross, we got the pick six, but like just from coach standpoint on the staff, player of the game goes to uh, Tristan Van Rie. All right. Uh, Tristan Van Rie, uh, seven tackles, two tackles for loss, two sacks. Tristan Van Rie got a lot of pressures. When I was talking earlier about how we could have had like 20 sacks, Seven, eight of them would have went to Tristan Van Rie. He he was able to get a lot of pressure in that backfield, and I can't wait to see how he continues to grow in this defense. All right, I can't wait to see how he continues to grow in this defense. Tristan Van Rie has looked astound, outstanding in this uh in the offseason for us and in training camp. I know in our earlier contacts with the uh. With the Tigers, I was saying, like, yeah, uh, he was more of the, the space eater because we knew we were coming with such a, bl- a blitz-heavy scheme in the directions from which we wanted to blitz. He would need to be the guy to eat up the blockers, but he could also handle those kind of situations with power move being his strongest suit. All right, but in this one, it was more of a base, uh, more of a base rush for uh, three, four, maybe five people rushing. And in those situations, he was able to capitalize and get a lot of pressure and force a lot of incompletions, wary passes. And I feel like, I I, I want to say he's the reason, a big reason, his pressure was a big reason why Juan was able to get that pick six. Like, I look back at the film again, but I really feel like that was him. I really feel like that was Tristan Van Rie. So, but for us in Brooklyn, player of the game, uh, Tristan Van Rie, uh, again, seven tackles, two tackles for loss, two sacks. And I can't wait to see his growth. Uh, there, we're not we're not holding back anybody this year, all right? And as we go through the stats, you'll see. We're not holding back anybody this year. Uh, you just got to fight. And Tristan Van Rie, uh, coming off a double-digit sack, once he got 12 sacks for us last year, and coming off already with two sacks, I feel like this is going to be a big a big year for uh, TVR. I feel like this is going to be a big year for my defense, and guys are slowly going to start putting their names on the map that let you know, like, we are not for play-play. Like, I know the band's reputation right now is 8-8, eight and eight, but as we change the guard, like, our reputation is probably going to be this defense and Kenny Steele. Like, well, I know Bob's – the defense is about to stand out, and you're about to get to know a lot of these guys. And if Tristan Van Rie isn't the guy that you know yet, you're about to learn about Tristan Van Rie. He's Gap is a guy that I really love on this defense, and he showed us why last game. All right, now next, behind there, we have uh, Wayman Yates. Uh, he comes in with three tackles and two sacks. Uh, great, great play by uh, Wayman Yates, uh, especially like in, in the run game, the way Wayman Yates was able to eat off, eat up blockers and continue to, like, there was usually two blockers on Yates, and it made it a lot easier for our linebackers to attack in space. All right, one of the biggest things that I saw uh, is when – we went more one-on-one blocks. The Tigers were able to get a lot more yards. So I feel like when we can get one of our guys to eat up one of those extra blocks, it makes it a lot easier for our linebackers and our safeties to run free and eliminate uh, the run game. And it helps out even better when you're trying, when stopping the run isn't your number one goal. It's still your goal, but within your scheme, but the focus of your goal isn't stopping the run. So I think we we did good there, but but a lot because of Yates, even though I would like to see a lot of yards, uh, a lot less yards, I would say, but 
Waits played a great game, and he was also able. He really got the. He kind of got the ball off rolling, uh, bringing a lot of energy to that line, get, uh, getting back in in the backfield. And uh, he's a guy that you can't sleep on. And if he's, if if we can keep Yates running while we keep the youngins running, this is going to be a great season. All right, this is going to be a great season. All right. Now after that, uh, we have uh, Damian Parks coming in. He has uh, two tackles, one tackle for loss, and a sack. All right, uh, Parks is the guy that we've been switching around. He hasn't been getting the proper love that he's needed to get, but he's been he's he he's one of those guys that he doesn't make a lot of noise. He just goes out there and does his job. And as a coaching staff, we've kind of been sleeping on how effective he is at just not being one of those standout guys. He just goes out there and does his job, and he he did a, a, an exceptional job of doing that this week. And he's a guy that I'm glad we kept on the outside. And I'm glad that we kept on our team because we did kind of trap him a little bit. And I can't wait to see what kind of season that he has this season. Especially with last season, uh, him getting a regression because of his performance, which I didn't really understand. But this season, this will be it. We're letting the dogs loose. Right? Who let the dogs out? You feel me? We're, let, we're letting them out. Well, I should say the gorillas. We're letting the gorillas loose. All right? We're not occasioning anybody up. Like, you are free. Go get them. That go get them, all right. That's what we're telling them. Go get them, and that's what you're. That's what you're going to see. That's what you're going to see, all right. And then that leads to our last guy, uh, my guy, uh, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. I don't even know what I did with cheeseburger stats, right? I know he had. I want to say he had two tackles for loss. I know he didn't get a sack. I know he didn't get a sack. I know he had two tackles for loss. I want to say he had three or four tackles. Uh, you got to get back there, big boy. There was a lot of opportunities. I'm not gonna say he. Cheeseburger is very key to why a lot of these people can make the plays that they make. And I want him to understand that. I think he does with him being uh, a nose, like, for us. But, like, in, in real life, he's a nose tackle, deep tackle as well. So I think he understands the role that he plays a lot better than other players who will be a deep tackle and just think, oh, I want to sack, I want to sack. But at the same time, we're definitely trying to get production and plays for uh, Cheese. And he's going to get back there. Don't 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 everything cheeseburger's not. It, this might be the game where everybody else was eating. And he was he wasn't eating, but don't get me wrong. Cheeseburger is going to back, get back there. He's going to make his plays, and it, I would not be surprised if Cheeseburger led the NRC as in sacks from a defensive tackle. I'm gonna put it out there. I think Cheeseburger is still gonna lead the NRC, maybe the ARC too. I gotta look at their rosters a little bit. But I, I think that Cheeseburger could lead, will lead the NRC in stats from a defensive tackle. All right, we're going we're gonna to throw it out there. It was a little bit more incentive. If he doesn't, come for me. All right, say, say what you want to say. All right. Now, as far as other players on uh, defense, I think uh, Sparks played very well. Uh, there were a couple of times where he, he gave up some catches, but the thing about Sparks is even if he does give up a catch, he's in a position to stop the rack. Like it's, it's, you, there's usually not a lot of rack after uh, when you catch on those Sparks side, so we feel a lot comfortable with that. And that with him also being a younger guy, he has to learn the nuances of the game. With him playing against uh, more seasoned uh, guys in this league, he has to learn the nuances of the game, how guys are going to play, and we think that he can be truly, truly effective. And we still think he's a shutdown corner, uh, and he's still our number one. That doesn't change anything, uh, his performance in this game. I think he had a solid performance. And I can't wait to see him against uh, higher-quality receivers. I know it's going into uh, our next game against the Diablos. Uh, on paper, they have a, a few better receivers, so we'll see how he holds up against guys like that, uh, especially uh, Piku, who we hope to have him matched up against. Uh, you never know how a coach may scheme, but we hope to see uh, Sparks against Piku and see how that uh, – how do I ask up? Pico is one of those. He's a menace. Pico is a guy. He's a menace. He's a guy that you, defensive coordinators target. Like, like yeah, you got to stop this guy. All right, but we're, we're going to see. We're going to see how it goes. We got Sparks lined up on him. And uh, it's going to be a show. It's going to be a show. All right. Uh, we got Harms. We have Harms out there on the other side. Uh, he played uh, decently. Decently, he's not. He he didn't play in a way that made me say, "Hmm, we won't put Dada out there the next time we play." But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I kind of like how Dada's been performing. But uh, 
We'll do some practice runs, uh, watch some practice things, see how things might perform. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be taking a lot of notes on these games the next two weeks just so we can kind of get a comparison of uh, how our guys play in comparison to how those guys, uh, the other team have been playing and try to mentally kind of put some things together, make a guesstimation. But we really won't get our first show of things until uh, we play against uh, the Diablos in week five. All right. Uh, another thing we want to shout out: uh, Hayden Harrell getting a pick. It's kind of silly the game. I know. I don't want to say that the Tigers are driving, but they still had a little bit of time, a little bit of hope, and Harrell was able to uh, make a great read, great coverage. Uh, I know rain probably also affected that pass as well because uh, Billy is a guy with a strong arm. All right, but. Uh, Harold was able to make a great read and stop a deep pass that would have tied the game if it was completed because he did have the beat on harms. So uh, we are very, very uh, lucky that we have a guy like Hayden Harold back there making those kind of plays. All right. So make sure that was my thoughts on my defense. All right. Uh, we're going to go to question two, uh, 35 minutes later. Sorry, Chromie. Chromie Chrome. Patrick McCrombs. All right, uh, his question was our thoughts on our recent trade uh, from our last game. Uh, kind of eh, but I don't want to give too much thought on it. One, because I haven't had time to really practice with uh, training in our schemes. We weren't able to get him in the week that we had uh, free uh, because of how the schedule and how games were played. So we had to wait until the next week uh, to uh, actually acquire him and him to pass his physical and blase, blase. All right. And then it was kind of just, all right, you're in the game. Uh, I do like – I like the opportunities that I saw that could happen with him. Uh, I, I see how rain affected the coverage. I also see how the Tigers defense was able to play to get uh, pressure in certain situations uh, to make it a little harder for us to complete passes. And then also with our scheme – and our approach to the game being to run Kenny into the ground. Uh, our passing offense wasn't really as productive as uh, it could be. I expect to see better performances from it on the uh, in our next game because it will be on the next gen. But just knowing what we were dealing with, with uh, sliders and the PS4 and all of that, Madden being Madden and blase blase, yeah. Well, we want to give a little bit more time on our review of the trade. I feel like our trade will be very successful in the ways that we use them. Uh, we'll definitely be working behind the scenes to get other things uh, done. Uh, how he works in this playbook. If there's other playbooks that we can use, and he may be a piece that helps set that whole playbook together. There'll definitely be a, a lot of there'll definitely be a lot of practice. There'll definitely be a lot of practice, and we'll see how things go uh, when we get those opportunities. All right. Uh, so from there. Uh, we might as well continue to uh, talk about the offense. We'll say uh, Ricky Trainer, he did make his debut. He had uh, one catch for two yards. Uh, eh, uh, not, the, not the first impression that you want to make, but also in the circumstances, we're not really holding that against them. Uh, it's something that we want to see uh, throughout the year. We feel like when it gets deeper down into the times where we feel like we'll be in playoff, uh, be, play, be playing playoff football, we'll have a better idea of how we can best use training to fit in our offense. All right. So uh, going continue with our offense, uh, we'll start with uh, Brinker. Uh, Ryan Brinker's performance in the game was uh, very black, uh, very, very black. I know the rain played a little bit of uh, – Play a little bit of a factor in the accuracy, but there are also some decisions made where it should have been picks. Uh, his stats probably should have been worse uh, than what it was, and that's cool. I can admit that. Like, I saw it. I watched it. It is what it is. We'll see how that transfers onto onto the next gen because I didn't agree with the decisions, and I felt like, why would you throw that? But then it was also, uh, at least he dropped it, so we'll see how we moved on. Uh, a lot of those times we didn't capitalize. It's not like it led to uh, inflation, of, or inflation of points. Both words work. Even one, neither one happened. So it don't really matter. Uh, 13 for 24, 110 yards, uh, 54%. Uh, eh. I feel like a couple more completions gives them a couple more yards. We weren't coming out to be really too pass-heavy, and those completions probably could have helped Kenny still later on in the game. 
Uh, we'll see how our passing game, our passing game grows going down the season. Uh, we might have to make some changes. Uh, but I really like how the system works. Uh, there's been things that I've seen in the past that work well for us, and hopefully we can make those transi- transitions back when we go to, I guess when we go to five. All right. Uh, from there, uh, Breaker also had nine carries for 38 yards and uh, two fumbles. So uh, ball security was definitely a big issue in this game. Uh, I don't know if he wanted to counter the rust uh, or it just might be, uh, it is what it is. This is our first time really seeing it against, uh, I don't, Brinker against RFL competition. Uh, I don't know. Caleb also had a few fumbles when he played against the Tigers. I don't know if the Tigers are just good at creating turnovers. That might be a case. We'll see how they play against other teams. Uh, but, eh, luckily we were able to recover the fumbles, but you got to do a better job of holding the ball. Uh, the nine carries are also didn't like because it wasn't something that I was trying to do. But I also understand with us running the read option and if they stack the box and the read is to run and the read is to run. I just felt like a few of those, maybe the read wasn't the run. Uh, maybe some of them, it was just like, why, why would you choose that way? But Madden's going to Madden. Uh, we'll see how that also transfers to the next gen. Uh, our, our key next was uh, Kenny Steele. Uh, 27 carries, 78 yards. We wish he would have got a lot more yards than 78 just for, like, stat purposes. But for as far as effectiveness, when we needed the yards, he got the yards for the most part. Uh, we knew that they would really try to stop the run because of the fact that they have the corners and the secondary that they have, and they feel a little bit more comfortable probably manning this up. In comparison to other teams, uh... I feel like their front seven is probably their weaker link, so that's why I wanted to attack it. And uh, it was hit or miss. It was hit or miss. We weren't able to get uh, rushing touchdowns, but to collectively only get about, what, 100, what, 20, 130 yards rushing uh, on his Tigers as a team, eh, I'm not really impressed. I wanted a few more, but it is what it is. Uh, Kenny got it done. We needed him to get it done. And uh, he held on to the ball. Uh, hopefully we can get him in the end zone a couple more times later in the season to make up for the fact we didn't get him in this time. All right. And then uh, what else? He had the, uh, five catches for 34 yards. Now, we wish those catches could have been a lot more effective just because of the rain game and uh, the way the defense was playing us. We know if you can break out past that front seven, on one of those plays, one missed tackle could lead to a, a huge play and a huge score. All right, but going back to our previous podcast, I said I wanted to get him about 25 to 30 carries and about five catches, and we were able to do that. We were also able to get the win, though I would like it to have been a lot less close, but I'm pretty sure in better weather we get better results. Uh, but it is what it is, all right? Uh, now, Mike Troy was the guy who scored our offensive touchdown. Uh, he came in three carries, 28 yards. Uh, also had uh, one catch, two yards. Uh, just kind of a little dump off. Uh, a couple yards made the punt. Gives a little bit more distance on the punt, for real. But, uh, as far as his carrying, uh, his touchdown was crucial. He also got his uh, uh, crucial uh, first down. Uh, when you're averaging close to 10 yards a carry, uh, a little over 9 yards a carry, it's it's good. Like that's somebody that we want to continue to get the ball in his hand. Uh, I can't wait to see how he transfers over on to uh, the next gen. But that's something that we'll dive deeper to on the next podcast. But as far as his role as the number two, I feel like he's been consistent, and uh, we're gonna get. We might be able to get a good 500, 600 yards out of him. Uh, we'll see. Maybe 750 if we count receiving, depending on how well he does. And how how much search we get in, how run heavy we go, we'll see. But uh, he's looking like a, a very good guy to have uh, in the backfield behind uh, Kenny Steele. All right. Uh, when we switch over to our receiving game, uh, our receiving game was kind of like Lester in the in the in the situation in which we play with the rain. Uh, we have JJ. He comes in with uh, three yards, uh, three catches on forty five yards. Our, lead, our leading receiver. Uh, behind him, I remind you, Kenny still uh, five for thirty-four. Uh, everybody else had one catch. Amari one eleven, Bain one for ten, Hayer one for six, uh, Trent and Troy both one for two. Uh, our passing game wasn't really exciting. Uh, a lot of that is uh, our playbook. 
I would say. A lot of that is our playbook. A lot of that was the sliders and the missed passes, and a lot of that was, uh, I'll say a lot of it was uh, defense by the Tigers. And then a lot of that was rain. It's like, uh, it's just so, it, it was a lot of different factors. I think we could have had a, a lot more efficient game because there were a lot of wide-open receivers missed. Uh, but we'll see how that goes uh, with the transfer over to the new gen and with more uh, growth and development in our schemes. Uh, J.J. being our leading receiver was not who I expected it to be. I kind of thought it would be Amari. I thought it might, we might, or thought we might get a deep shot off, but that was before I said we were playing in the rain game. So then I saw, like, okay, the underneath things are going to be uh, what works. I thought Bain would get a little bit more action, but uh, the Tigers do have good coverage linebackers with a little bit, a little bit of speed on them in comparison to uh, Bain, who's running out here with the seventy-nine. So we understand, uh, we understand. And there was a couple of times where we tried to get Bain, and it probably should have led to picks. So I can understand. I can understand why he wasn't as effective. We definitely gotta spice that up for the uh, next game. All right. So. Review the offense, eh, we'll see how it goes. I'd like to see a lot more action, hopefully, in these upcoming weeks. Uh, we got a few games that will let us know. We'll also be doing a lot of practice things behind the scene because uh, we really want to get this offense rocking. I feel very solid about our defensive selections, and I'll probably keep running with the same book or books uh, since right now we're allowed to use two with the switch. Uh, so... I'm I'm pretty solid on my defensive books. It's just this offense uh, getting it going, uh, how things have been running or were running to how they're running right now. Uh, so we'll see. We'll, we will see. All right. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about, it was, well, the last few things I want to talk about are the big news uh, for our for the squad, for the Barons, uh, one, uh, our shop being open on a red bubble. Uh, I'll be passing out that link. Uh, shop is available, Baron shop with the new logos. I'm definitely looking into getting a mask, and the hoodie also looks good, too. Uh, I know we're supposed to be working on some tees, and things will keep getting updated. Uh, there's a few things that I really, really like, and I I think you all really, really like, too, as fans. So we'll see if we want to get that popping. All right, and then the other thing where everyone knows we're moving to uh, the Gen 5, uh, PlayStation 5. Uh, I can't wait to see how the team looks. Everyone's been talking about it. Uh, I saw a couple games last night. And just because you don't know, like, you spend so much time as a coach learning your guys. Like, a lot of reasons why we run our practice sims is just to learn our guys and get a consistency of how they will move. So coming into this next gen with us not knowing – personally the consistency of our guy it's going to be tough especially because i know like i have a lot of action coming up so i'm going to be making a lot of split decisions like i'm only going to have this one game against the diablos to really think about how i'm going to play against the next team then i gotta watch that team and how they're playing against other guys how their guys are moving and just the amount of analysis that it's really going to take to kind of get these things together is going to be kind of up and down it's going to be kind of up and down but we'll see how things uh transpire We'll see how things transpire. Uh, the biggest thing for us right now is uh, we just want to see how our unit is going to look, and hopefully we continue to get the win. I feel like just from what I've seen so far and then knowing the type of players that we have, we should, we should see a huge increase in our offense, offensive production. I'm thinking that our Ravens playbook is going to look a lot, a lot, a lot more fun if guys are choosing the lanes that I think they should choose. Uh, making the blocks I think they should, should block, uh, make just from what I've seen so far from our guys the 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 just how they coming off their routes things like that like guys have looked amazing and I've looked at these guys some are high tier guys some are low tier guys and just seeing the guys that I have that will be in those situations uh, I can't wait to see how they will look uh, special shout out to Chrome because Trannon is one of those guys that I can't wait to see how he's really going to look on this next gen. Like all of my guys are those guys, and we're going to talk about that on the next podcast. Uh, I'm going to go down the list of specific guys that I really want to see. And it's so many guys that I think it'll, it'll be a podcast itself, and it might be as long as this one. We'll see. Uh, well, also, I also have a lot more view of other guys playing uh, games throughout the league. Some I'm familiar with, some that I'm not. 
uh, to get a better idea of how I'm going to feel about my guys in those situations, and I might be able to give a little bit of a player comparison, uh, we shall see, all right? We shall see, all right? Uh, with that, our next podcast, I'm not going to guarantee you that it's going to be on Tuesday, uh, just because uh, we're going through our bye week, it might be another later podcast. Uh, I really, since we're not going to really be featured on this next week's podcast, uh, we're probably not in the rush to get it in before then. Uh, we, we will see. We got to get some, uh, or it's a continentality. You know I mean? yeah, man, we'll figure it out. We gotta get some, we gotta get some consistency with the with the podcast, man. We gotta get some consistency on where we're gonna put it out. Looking at the schedule now, looking at our team schedule and then looking at our game schedule. All right, but our podcast will be coming soon. I'll make an announcement on our social medias for when I feel like our podcast may be coming. Uh, usually, I just post our podcast in the Discord, which uh, may be a disadvantage to. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that. I'll say I'll post it on the first day in the Discord, and then usually the next day early in the morning, I might promote it uh, on Twitter, uh, make throw it on in an IG story, uh, just to get it refreshed, get it out there. But I feel like the base of our community is more so in the Discord. Uh, so I always, if you're in the Discord, I definitely try to give you that uh, advantage uh, to hearing it first. So... We'll see how that goes. I'll probably do the same thing again. Uh, we'll get a schedule. I'll make an announcement. We'll see how it goes, all right? Uh, thank you for those of you all who have uh, stuck with the Barons, uh, continue to listen. The fans of ours, those who have supported us, uh, shout out to Mix, uh, those who hate it, shout out to Bill. You feel me? I'm just doing that because y'all the podcast. And Bill's the division. He's not supposed to. Bill is never going to say, we can play the same team. I can win 50 to 0, he can lose 0 to 50. He's never going to say because my team was nice and his team was trash. He's just going to find a way to say how the other team was exceptional in his game and horrible in mine. And that's what I expect of a great coach and a coach in my division, so I'm not even really mad. It is what it is. But after you get this L, the week 17 L, after that, nah, it's bigger. After I knock him out the playoffs, then he's going to put some respect on my name. That's what it is right there. Like, I feel a little bad. That, what, I got to knock him out the playoffs. Once I knock him out the playoffs, he's going to put some respect on one name. All right. But anyway, we're going to head out. I need to start getting ready for work. It's about 3.30 now. I need to start getting ready for work. So, go Barons. Protect the crown. Earn your stripes. Gorilla gang. League first. We on PS5 now. All right, uh, we're going to dive more into that next week, too. All right, league first. We're on uh, PS5 now. We're about to get it popping. Watch out for these Barons, boy. And watch out for this Red Bubble link coming soon. Uh, yeah, link coming soon. We're going to wait, too. We're going to get a little bit more stuff out there. We want to come. I want to see if there's a way that I can kind of make more of a, I don't want to say a commercial, but more of a bigger promotion for how this goes. So we'll see. All right, but everybody knows it's out. Hey, Red Bubble, get your Barons gear. All right, but y'all be easy. This Coach Roller Woods signing out. All right.